can't take it anymore. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the new Blurt. We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been and always will be Aboriginal land. And uh, just so you know, it's a couple of minutes past eight on a Tuesday evening in Nam, and uh, it's the 12th of September, 2023. Good evening, Wensi. Hello, Kekster. I'm coming to you um, from the lands of the Yagra and Turbul peoples here in Mianjin today. Um, sovereignty was never ceded. Um, good evening. Yes, good evening, my friend. Good evening. And um, it is a very good evening because, uh, as you have beautifully uh, sorted out, we have a fantastic guest. We have Mark Pichetti from Dancing with the Black Dog. Uh, we did have him on probably a little over a year ago or under a year ago, sometime last year it was. Yeah, and we talked a bit about yeah. mental yeah, health probably and was. anxiety and yeah. depression and other things like that. So considering it's AUOK this Thursday, we have him back on. So, yes, we'll have him on in just a few short minutes. Absolutely. Yes, no, absolutely. It should be excellent um, to have Mark back on the show uh, with his knowledge and obviously his stories of what he's gone through with his mental health. It's still such a massive topic, a massive subject that um, people uh, it just never seems to not be talked about. And, and actually talking mm. about it, it's a pretty good segue, really. It's affecting many Indigenous around the world, around um, the nation at the moment with the divisiveness and sort of bringing up racist tropes, et cetera, et cetera, mm, with yeah. the voice to parliament, which is pretty horrible. Marsha Langdon the other day did a press club speech on the voice and she was nearly in tears because, you know, she's been trolled and she's had death threats and, and all the rest of it. So yeah, it's disgusting, um, isn't it? It is. It is disgraceful. And obviously the yes voters aren't doing that. So, mm. you know, I mean, they can be as... Um, uh, you know, holier than thou, and I'm not a racist and all the rest of it, the, the no voters, but mm. they are the only ones that are doing things like that. There is no one else. So mm. yeah. it's um, it's a shame. I, I watched the Four Corners uh, show the other day, though. They showed, they showed quite a few um, Indigenous uh, people saying no, and, and I heard their reasons, and I'm sort of like, hmm, it still doesn't make mm. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I, I'm like, okay, I, it, it, this is for you. I mean, predominantly, the voice is and was by you know a representative of 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 the tribes from the Garden yeah. Festival by Unipingu um, organization, etc. And mm. um, and it's a shame that uh, I don't know for whatever reason um, some people uh, yeah going to vote no. I, I, yeah. I just I, I just don't understand because. Uh, they can only win from it. They just can't lose. It's just no I way. I just and unfortunately, the um, First Nations people in a will will never win any arguments because I don't know if you saw Insiders last Sunday, but they had Noel Pearson on straight after he was on. He, we went onto Twitter and all these people started making bad comments about him. Where did he get his money? Is privileged and things like that. 
And who, who and sorry, no, who's that? I missed that. Uh, okay. Uh, Noel Pearson was on Insiders. Oh. And the oh, right. comments on Twitter, um, as we know, Twitter's not the best platform to get uh, mature conversations. Let's put no, it that way. Yeah, so people were just putting him down. Uh, yeah, but if, if, if a white privileged person talks, no one ever asks him, oh, where did you get your money from? You, you must have inherit, inherited the money or something like that. No one ever says that to a public figure. I, I, must, I must, yeah, I must admit, I feel that way um, about many white rich people. <laughs> I think yeah. that all the time. Um, mm. How did you get your money? I'm positive you screwed someone over. So don't even think about yeah. it. You didn't. And Noel yeah. Pearson, whatever money he does have, he got it from studying very hard, being very, very exactly. smart and working really, yeah. really hard for his people, mm. which is what he's exactly. done for years. I mean, yeah, I I heard what he said on Insiders. I've got to be honest, I couldn't even watch the end of Insiders. I, I find it really difficult nowadays because I just find, I don't know, Spearsy, uh, he just, he's... When he asks a question, especially when he's asking about the voice, it's like he doesn't understand the validity validity of what he's actually mm. asking mm. because he asks it in such a circumspect way. I there's no real sort of task to the question, if you understand mm -hmm. what I mean. It's it's like it's it's just a debate. It's just another debate that's out there, but it's just so much more than that, you know. It's just mm. so much more than that. Oh, exactly. But anyway, saying that, I just wanted to let people know that the Yes Walks are on this weekend around Australia. Yes. I will be partaking one in Bright because I'll be at Bright this weekend. There'll be one in oh, Melbourne country, at the country, State Library. Country, um, country Victoria, Bright. Yes, Country Victoria, oh, awesome. Bright. Yes, yes. so that should be pretty cool. We're leaving on uh, Friday, so a couple of days up there should be nice. And mm -hmm. the weather we're having here at the moment is pretty amazing. So up there, probably be even maybe a tad warmer maybe a tad colder i'm not sure anyway sydney it's redfern street 1 30 p.m these are all sunday this sunday adelaide it's Groat street 11 30 a.m saturday september 16th brisbane south bank cultural forecourt 10 a.m sunday uh yep. which i believe you're I'll going be to inside yeah yep oh and um, um speaking of sydney yes. um kim and elijah yes. are going to be in the sydney one. Oh, fantastic excellent yeah brilliant brilliant, yeah. brilliant. excellent no, that's, that's excellent. And then Canberra, uh, National Library of Australia, Hobart, 50 Elizabeth Street on the Sunday at 12.30 p.m. and Perth. And if you need to know, just go to the um, Walk for Yes, the Yes 23 page, and you can find out any um, Walk for Yes locations near you. So do that. It's a good thing to do. We really, 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 especially on the show, want to get this over mm. the line. It's something we really believe in. Um, oh, exactly. So yeah, we're fully behind it, but um, well, I might, I might see Vicky. I'll be, at oh, the fantastic! One. Yes, it Vicky. looks like Vicky will be at the Brisbane one too. Well done, Brisbane. Now, just before we go any further, I know that we've got Mark coming in, so I won't take you long. I during the week, and it's it's pretty scary, but mm. I thought I'd share it anyway. So these things during the week, they're called cookie cutter sharks. They're only about 20 inches, right? So they're only about 35, I don't know, 40 centimetres long. But these things have razor-sharp teeth. And right. they're cookie-cutter sharks because that's what they do. They they swim oh, okay. up to their prey or whatever it is and mm -hmm. they just go, nom, 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 and then they just fuck off again. <laughs> and that's what they do. Because I was going to ask, they all, I was gonna ask do, they all, do they all look the same? <laughs> Exactly yes. the same cookie cutter. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, they do. And I know where you're coming from. But uh, yes, they do. And they are horrible, fearsome looking things. And and what they do is they have this band around them and it's luminous. Mm -hmm. So what it does, they're really smart. 
they draw their prey to them. Their prey oh, goes, right. what the hell is that? Yeah. And so they just sit there and go, that's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> and they just sit there and go, nom, 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 nom. And um, yes, it's anyway, I thought I'd just uh, I'd just share that with uh, the listeners and um, anyone uh, watching the pod uh, after. It is a tad, uh, it is a tad scary. So just hang mm. in there uh, and I'll see if I can uh, get this to happen. So just show and tell. We've got a little bit of internet issues, but hopefully. Cookie cutter sharks rise towards the surface and use luminescent areas on their undersides to attract larger animals to them. It might seem counterproductive. Normally, smaller animals want to avoid larger animals that could potentially eat them. But for cookie cutter sharks, it's a tactic that gets them a mouthful of food. It's a scary mother. Cookie cutter sharks reach about 20 inches in length on average, but they eat the flesh of many much larger animals like white sharks, tuna, marlins, orcas and other dolphins, pinnipeds, whales, and more. The light spots on the cookie cutter shark's underside draws in these larger animals as these spots appear similar to other smaller fish. There's also a suggestion that the dark collar around the base of the cookie cutter shark's head plays a role in attracting the attention of potential meals. Along with their body shape, this band is why these sharks are also known as cigar sharks. When a large animal gets close enough to the cookie cutter shark, the shark will grab a hold and work out a spear or cone-shaped crater of flesh from that animal's body. That's actually the a cookie cutter shark grabs a that. hold with That's its suction cup-like lips and upper teeth, while the lower teeth, which are all connected at their base, move back and forth in a spinning motion to Sorry dig out a scoop of meat. Uh, Once it's gathered uh, its meal, the I cookie will, uh, shark will. Oh my god! I'll get it off in a second. Yeah. I know. I know. It is right. Similar to a cookie cutter slicing into a flat piece of raw cookie dough. Hence now, the name. This yeah, is why cookie well. cutter sharks are most considered parasitic animals. So the reason the reason I brought that up, and I'll tell you why, because I didn't mm. I didn't just come across it and go, Oh, that's scary as all get out. Let's show that. No, no, no. That was not the reason. The reason was because these things had a crack. At a catamaran, and oh, right. they took it down. That is not the one I want. Yes, they had to be. Um, the 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 sailors had to be recovered. Was the catamaran made out of uh, rubber? Or because they had taken chops out of the th- this thing that they thought was prey. Yeah, it was an inflatable uh, right. one. So even submarines have come under attack before, with round chunks torn off their sonar dome. Wow. So it's, uh, they're, they're pretty, yeah, they're, they're pretty amazing. So, um, yeah. So as I say, there was a couple, I think they were, um, Brazilian, yeah, Brazilian sailors. I think they were, oh, okay. they were rescued. Anyway, I'll have the, sh- um, the link for the show notes. Um, so you can have a look at that, uh, to your heart's content mm. afterwards, but yeah, interesting little story there, cookie cutter sharks. Yeah. But the good thing is that the, the, the way, the way they live, where they travel, blah, blah, blah. You'd be very, very pressed to ever get eaten, even a little bit okay. by one as a person. So you should be, you should be okay. You should be go. We don't have to get mm. too, too upset about it. Anyway, I thought that was uh, quite interesting. So yeah, we, we've got enough um, dangerous animals in this country. Yes, I know, and we don't have those. They're Brazilian. So. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for that. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wensi and the Kexta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m.
The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Cool, cool. I'm not sure if everyone is aware, but this Thursday, 14th of September, is RUAK Day. Um, it's a day, I guess, where we can all emphasise um, uh, that we can help people by asking um, a simple question, are you OK? Don't have to save it for that one day in the year, but um, it does highlight the fact that it can help. Many people uh, suffer anxiety and depression, so it's a good, um, simple question to ask um, people if they're okay. To talk a little bit more about mental health issues, anxiety, depression, and other things, um, we've got Mark from Dancing with the Black Dog uh, Charity. We had him on the show last year, and uh, we welcome him back to our show. Uh, Mark, how are you? Hi, Wensi. Hi, Kexter. How are you going? Really you well. Me, you can hear me this time. Yes, we can. Yes, Don't have the yes technical, we can. Technical issues we can. prior to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me back on we, again. I, Always a pleasure. Fantastic. I think we've got little bits of internet uh, issues happening, but we're just going to drive Soldier through that. On. It's been about a year, and um, how are you travelling? Yeah. Everything going hunky-dory on your side? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah, just been... New job, uh, been overseas a few times, and then yeah, life's humming along quite well, I guess. So just, uh, but yeah, as you said before, that day of the year, are you okay? Day has come around again on the calendar, and as you mentioned as well, Wens, it's great that we ask, are you okay? Day on that one day of the year, but it is really a question that we should be encouraged to ask every day, and I believe that's mm. also something that are you okay is actually a message that they're they're also pushing out as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to ask, yeah. is there like a coordinated sort of coordinated event between like all the different sort of uh, mental health uh, institutions? So like, because I know there's the Black Dog Institute and I know yeah. obviously you've got, uh, I think, Beyond Blue, although, and obviously yeah. yourselves. Is there like a, that you sort well, of not, um, get together on this day or anything like that? Or Funnily enough, I was actually having this discussion with an old colleague who also was at Beyond Blue. I was having a discussion with him a few months ago and he was we were actually discussing how there are quite a lot of smaller grassroots charities like Dancing with the Black Dog. Um and um it would be good if we could all come together in some way. However, I still think it's it's probably great as well that mental health organizations do also run their own initiatives because that in some way gets, you know, um, the message spread out across the year, for example. Mm, but true. it's one of those things that I think because um, because mental health charities um, are not actually competing with each other as such. Um, I think yes. Be, oh, I yeah. Think, no, I, think no, the, sure. I think that I think there would be a great opportunity there for a lot of them to combine and you know somehow start to coordinate. But having said that, my own small charity dancing with the black dog is is nowhere near as big as the likes of a beyond blue or a black dog institute but mm. certainly but but through the power of social media we can all get the same message far deep and wide 
Yeah, exactly. Because I know you've you've had some uh, big name ambassadors and celebrity endorsements. Yeah, uh, that yeah. did help. Did that help the cause uh, along the way to to get the message um, out? It helps not so much with. Um, it helps to validate what I'm doing. It helps so mm. it helps people to not think, oh, you know, when I first started the charity, I wasn't I wasn't registered as a charity, and I was selling merchandise online. And then um, some people, some people, you know, you always get the keyboard warriors that say, "Oh, this is a scam." So mm. I yeah yeah set up yeah. So I did register as a charity. So I effectively made it illegal for myself to ever benefit from it in any way. Anyway, mm. not that I ever have benefited from mm. it. No. But now that I've got yeah. now that I've got reporting obligations um, yeah. Yeah. to the ACNC, um, then yeah. That. But having said that, when when I do go and approach. Um, other organisations for assistance or whatever. It helps to validate what I'm doing, having those names behind me. Mm, true, because you had people yeah, like no, Stephen no. Fry, Ray Ma from Australia. Yeah, yeah. Still, still have, still have uh, regular contact with Ray. In fact, he was wearing one of our badges again on the on the logies a few months ago. So yes, I did say that. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's just again that 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 event in itself doesn't necessarily, you know, like like. It's a bit like a bit like are you okay, Dave? It's a way like, like some a lot of people have said to me that when they've seen the black dog badges and, and merchandise that I sell, you know, it's you know, it's meant to be a euphemism for you know, the, the black dog of depression mm. and anxiety. A lot of people don't know what the logo means, so they ask mm. the question, yeah. "What yeah. does your badge mean?" Yes. And that yeah. sparks the conversation. That's yeah, that's what. Yeah. That's all we yeah. need. Anything, anything at all that sparks those conversations, and as, as I said many well, times. I Sorry, after you kicks no, no, go for it, Mark. Go for it. No, no, go for it. I was just going to say as well, and this might sound a little bit cliched, but I know from my own experience that um, if you, that any of these, even the, even the smallest mental health charities, while we might not be able to um, individually change the world, if you can help one person to seek professional help, as I did 13 years ago for myself, you literally can change the world for that person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're completely um, uh, live and standing to, to to tell the tale, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally from your um, yeah. perspective. It's not like you; it's a third person story or anything. Uh, no, all I was going to say was I had a slightly traumatic event just before, and I mean slightly um, traumatic event before I um, I joined uh, the call tonight because I was wearing a, a shirt that I particularly like. And um, and I realised I had a very very big rip in it, and, and there is there is a reason I'm saying this, and um, it was really big, and I was just showing the other half uh, how big the rip was, because I, I hadn't realised it was there, and I've worn it on this show before. Anyway, um, long story short, she put her hand in and just ripped the whole thing off, and I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Steady. And then, um, <laughs> and, and then, and then my daughter comes in and she starts ripping the whole thing to bits, and I'm just like, yeah, I didn't even ask for this, and I'm like, right, that's it. I'm now going to get a Dancing with the Black Dog T-shirt. So, oh, you. excellent. It'll be in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> happy, to, happy, more than happy to pay for it. More than happy. To pay for it. I know, I know you would be, but. That one, I'll, I'll sort that for you. Yeah. Oh, um, incredible. A, a lot of and us I'll do show go it to hard. When I get it, yeah. <laughs> All right. the the ripped shirt or, or the the new shirt. 
I can't share the rip shirt. The other half's going to take the scrap tomorrow. I'll tell you what, oh. Kicks, I'll, do a, I'll do a trade with you. You give me your rip shirt, I'll give you a dance with the black dog shirt. Sounds good. I like it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll tee that up between yeah. you two. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, so a lot of us go through hard times in our lives. Um, what were some of the strategies you'd, you'd suggest we could go through to, to get over it? Oh, um, it's interestingly, I've just literally looked at the message that was been put in the chat by Vicky. It's a very good point that seeking professional help can be expensive. Um, um, one of the things, the, the question is, um, how can people access help when on a budget? Um, one of the things that really helped me, for instance, um, definitely was getting counselling. Um, and in my experience, um, I found that there's a there's a probably not widely known thing that, that a, a GP in Australia can prescribe. It's called a mental health plan, mm -hmm. and what that means is that uh, is that you get you get a you can you get a referral to a psychologist. And I think right now it's up to, might have changed, but for a long time you get effectively six sessions heavily subsidised by by Medicare. Uh, so rather than it being $120 or whatever it was an hour at the time, it was like $20 an hour. And when you're facing six, maybe 12 sessions that you need, that can be a huge, uh, a, a huge, huge saving. And, you know, oh. you start to worry about, you know, I was doing that when I was off work sick, albeit it was over a decade ago. But when, you know, when you're off work, you're not sure if you're going to go back to work and you start to worry about money, then all of a sudden you've got that avenue available to you. Yeah. Um, I think as well, yeah, so I um, hope that answers your question. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that still uh, is, you can still get that through your GP. I can't remember the exact number because... Um, yeah, we've used it in the in the family recently, yeah. and uh, it was doubled during COVID. Um, That's right. Yeah, Scott, yeah. Yeah, well, Scott Morrison doubled it, which was great. Yeah, I yeah. think it was twenty sessions p for the year. Yeah, and now it's gone back to ten or whatever yeah. it is. And yeah, yeah. the, the uh, other thing, the other yeah. the other question, just to answer your question as well, when um, not so much a strategy, but an upcoming thing. You know, with our UOK day happening in a couple of days' time. <laughs> You know, I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm obviously not originally Australian, but I do know that it's a very common thing in Australia. When people say, "Oh, how are you going? Oh, good, thanks. How are you?" Um, I think it's if you if you're asking that question, "Are you okay?" to somebody that you really think needs to be asked it, it's really worth emphasising the question again and maybe actually saying why you're asking, mm. um, and not to be and not to be afraid of asking the question in case you don't know what the like some people I think are afraid to offer an ear because I'm not sure what to say to somebody when they say I'm not okay. Mm, but the yeah. best thing is not to say something, it's just to listen. Just to listen, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. my again, that's just in my experience. I am not a mental health professional, but that's just from my own experience as well. Mm. Well, I mean, my other half is a um, got a master's in psychology and uh, I have learned over 20 years, yeah, listening. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but but actually, as you know, though, active listening, not passive listening, which is what yeah. many blokes do, uh, which yeah, is, that, you know, that, what did that, I just yeah. say? What did I just say? Yeah, I know what you said, but actual active listening. So, yeah. That was the great power I found in seeing and going to see a psychologist at the time. Um, 
I thought, oh, what good is talking going to do about this? You know, I need to, wow. you know, I need, to, I, may, I need, I might need medication. I need to do exercise. I need to off work or whatever. Um, but then what I realised was that when you find the right psychologist, and that took me three attempts to find the right psychologist at the time, um, I realised that they are trained to know, like you say, Kegs, to what questions to ask you and mm. actively listen to help you understand the answers to, you know, why is this bothering you and what can I do about this? Um, so I, I, I was blown away by how powerful it was just having somebody to ask questions and know how to keep digging. It's it's incredible, uh, Mark, because I read a book recently um, called Lost Connections. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I haven't all, actually, no. But, Great by book, Johan Hari. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And and it talks all about, because the guy that wrote it had real problems with drugs and depression, etc. But when he was um, sort of explaining the book um, with the circumstances, there's, there is quite a lot of sort of uh, scientific evidence about certain things, etc. But the, the main sort of premise of the book was that depression was something that needed to be dealt with from a societal point of view rather than yeah. an individual. So, so many people, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure you've come across this, have said, um, have said, if it's going to happen, it's got to be me. I have to do it. And, you know, it has to be, I have to make the choice. And and, and that may definitely have a, a huge uh, part of trying to get through and, and change things. But it also makes a huge difference that you have the support network behind you that, yeah. that, yeah. that you use as well. And that's what he was sort of explaining in that book. And I wondered with your journeys and your travels, have you found the same sort of thing? Because he was trying to get away from drugs, et cetera. And I, when I say drugs, I mean like Ritalin and different things that are meant to change yeah. the brain chemistry, these sort of things. Um, I, I do. Yeah, I, I'm still on medication 13 years later. I generally haven't felt the need for it. Um, and I decided many years ago that I wasn't going to come off it just for the sake of it. However, I would like to come off it one day because I'm putting something in my body that's not natural. Um, but mm. but I'd rather be living the way I'm living than the way I was living 15 years ago. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, I do. I have often wondered, though, especially you know when I was at when I was at my worst and I was you know off work for a few weeks and thinking, oh, what if I lose my job and all this stuff. And then I remember thinking. Maybe this is partly society because if this was like a you know a, a like a an ancient tribe or something, then the whole tribe would gather around the mm, you know yeah. the I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about family. I'm talking about the whole village. You know, would would gather yes, around. Yes. And you'd, yes. you'd have, you'd have, you wouldn't have to worry about you know supporting yourself and your family yeah. if your if your tribe could could help. And I think that. Yeah. We have lost that, you know. We put up fences and walls, and you know we've all got our own private properties now. And we're I constantly wonder, on these things, going yes, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 on our and, phones and, all the time. And we're looking out for ourselves because we have to. And yes, we've yeah. got family around us, you know. If we're lucky, but but it's uh, but there's not that kind of, I guess, kind of collective support. Mm, um, that connection, as, as, as a, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's so, that sort of European um, uh, sort of view that it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah, and 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 sort of uh, another. So not trying to promote Johan Hari, although I sort of will because I love this stuff. Anyway, <laughs> the, the book after Lost Connections was called Stolen Focus, and it was all about what Wenty just held up before about losing our focus with um, mobile phones and all this sort of stuff. But he actually went and saw a tribe. Exactly, that's why I bring it up. Exactly as you were just talking about, he went and saw a particular tribe. I think it was in either in America or in Canada. And this particular tribe, they did um, uh, certain, uh, ex not experiments, but they did testing, et cetera, to see the levels of depression, et cetera. And they found that this particular tribe, and, and there was, I don't know, maybe 100, maybe more of these people, the, the levels that they had were so much lower than the normal um, uh, society yeah. of and and that makes sense because it's everything that you just said. They're there yeah. to support themselves from birth, from death, all the way through the different sort of cultural processes that they use, etc. And I think you're right. The way that we sort of live now, we we isolate ourselves, and and yeah, that's why things like this is, is so important. I think as well. Again, just I guess back to your original question as well about. Um, I often wonder as well. I know. Um, I'm guessing you guys are similar as age to me. I remember when I was a kid, um, there would be like four channels on the television to choose from. You would just take what you, you know, you'd accept it and you'd enjoy what was there for you. Yeah. Whereas exactly. nowadays, there's you know a million different uh, screening screening channels and a million different shows in each of them. The point there is the analogy is you're not in, you're not focused. Your happiness is not a function of what you're enjoying. Your happiness is maybe. Oh, this is okay, but I might, I'd rather watch something else or something else or see if it's something better as opposed to, mm. right, this is the TV of a show I've got. Let's be in the moment and just enjoy it. And I think a yeah, lot beautiful. of, uh, yeah. and I think that's also why, again, with that kind of, you know, um, remote tribal approach as well, they can, I think they can, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the power of happiness that we can obtain from living in the present moment. I can't say I practice it all that well all the time, but one of the books I've read that's really blown my mind is uh, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. Ah, um, uh, yes. And, I, yeah. I've definitely heard of that and, one. I haven't read it, yeah. but I've definitely heard of it. And one of the things he talks about in it is uh, one of the keys to accessing the present moment and just enjoying life is losing attachment, is lose, dropping attachment to anything, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's your car. Your, not, not saying don't enjoy your car, your house, your lifestyle, but don't attach your your no happiness as a function of that. Yeah. And the yeah. more choice that we have, the more things we can get from the likes of that. You know, buy stuff online, or 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 um, the more we can do that, then the, the less um, the the more detached we can be from the present moment. It's like we we just crave instant gratification. Yeah. Through these quick purchases. Yeah or cheap things or or other things whereas yeah like you say we're not focused on the long term we're not enjoying the yeah. now okay let's enjoy our time together we may not be doing much right now but yeah when we're together we're having fun yeah i know black, how much i know black, how black, i know sorry after you went no i was just gonna say black eyed peas had the great song generation now and that's <laughs> what it was all about okay, no, i don't know that one. yeah <laughs> Yeah, no. I will. I'll put the uh, the song in the the show notes, and I'll also put all the books in the show notes as well. Mm. But um, but yeah. But getting back to exactly what you were talking about just um a second ago, yeah, it's it's really interesting because I grew up with uh, exactly the same as you, four channels, and 
um, really in our, in our house, it was one channel. <laughs> it was, uh, you, I grew up uh, on ABC, which is the BBC, basically, yeah, as yeah. I grew up. And and that's it. And if you don't like it, you go to bed. That, that's what yeah. happens. Or, or go outside and kick, go outside kick a football. <laughs> well, yeah. absolutely. Whatever. Or go and read a book yeah. or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for, me, for me, it was riding my, my BMX bike all around town. Yeah. From I don't know when I was seven or eight, all the way through to fifteen or sixteen, all mm. those years. Yep, we just roam around, no cares in the world. Yeah, so different to yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so true. It is really true. And um, I mean, again, you're probably similar t- uh, to us, um, Mark, in that my daughter's just turned twenty, and um, obviously, sort of meeting her friends and and finding how they're sort of. Uh, negotiating the world, et cetera, et cetera. And, it, and it's really interesting when she sort of talks about her friends and she talks about ones that have different, you know, different sort of struggles with, with life, um, et cetera. And, and it's funny because when I was her age, um, I know I'm a different person, but it's just when I was her age, I didn't have as much on my plate. Like I didn't have to think about, well, I shouldn't be driving the car because it's fossil fuels and I don't want to use this plastic thing because I want to make sure I'm reusing everything I possibly can. And my earth is about to, um, you know, burn up in the next 10 years, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't, and we we didn't, we didn't know when we didn't (laughs) think about these things, you know, whereas they've got just massive amount on their shoulders and I do appreciate it. So many more worries now. I do. I really do appreciate it. But it, it also doesn't help with what you were saying before and what Mark was saying in that there's so much focus to be stolen with all of the screens. It's just multiple screens all the time. You know, it's yeah. um, I, I, that can't be good for your psyche. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't remember the exact um, institute that did this study, but there was a study um, that um, had some participants measure their mental health well-being based on the screens and the smaller the screen the worse their mental health was so yeah because we're focused on such a small thing you're not seeing the bigger picture i guess is what they were trying to get at yeah. so, that's a nice metaphor too i like that as a metaphor that's really good yeah yeah i also believe you know based based on what's happened in the last say 10 odd years there's so many more mental I'm going to call it mental wellness tools available, mm-hmm. um, not just, and I'm not just talking about counselling, medication, those kind of things. There's so there's, there's so many other things that you know, that uh, people can people can try, and what works for one might not work for another. Mm-hmm. But but there are so many, and there's no there's less stigma attached to them as well these days. But I do genuinely believe yeah. I really have really have been exploring. Some people call it mindfulness. Some people call it spirituality. I've been really exploring just living in the present, trying to live in the present moment. And admittedly, I probably live 99% of my time not in the present moment, but it used to be 99.9999999%. Mm. Even just that 1%, sometimes if I just remind myself, just stop and just think, all right, and then just, just pick anything, you know, like to, to, to focus on. It's amazing how much clarity and, and contentment you can get from doing that. Mm. It's hard. A lot of people yeah. have said to me, oh, yeah, but it's hard. I'm like, yeah, but maybe hard, but it's worth it. Mm. it it's like it's like anything, though, Mark. It takes practice. Yeah. 
And yes, if sure you does. if you if you practice mindfulness or you practice um, you know really fighting against the focus and, and just keeping your focus in that one spot. I mean, as we are now having a conversation, and I am totally just invested in what's happening here. I'm not thinking about anything outside of this conversation at the moment. And yeah. I think that's the sort of thing that we need to do. Well, if you can, it's it's good for your mental um, health to do that outside of um everything that you do uh as you say yeah. just being able to focus on just that one thing but focus on it really well whatever it is if you just have yeah. a swing just enjoy yeah. what's around you don't yeah. think that as soon as you get back you have to make dinner or as soon as you get back you have to do it you just yeah i mean it, it's so true living yeah. in the present is what it's all about definitely yeah and i and guess finding it, the right i guess finding the right tool for example meditation yeah. can help some people yeah um yeah walk around the block is enough for some people to clear your mind of your stresses it's really like you said finding your what works for you i spoke i spoke to one person a few years ago who approached me because uh, she really wanted to talk about um how much she was struggling with anxiety but she was going overseas for a few months and then when she came back we got up and i said okay i'm happy to listen and she said would you believe it i'm actually beth i'm actually it's gone I said, oh, what's fixed it for you? She said, hypnotism. So that's what oh, worked wow. for her. I'm not yeah, saying it's going to work for everybody, you know, but she yeah. went and, she, and, and, and she tried and she said it was it was incredible how much, just how, how powerful it had been. Mm. Yeah, so I, but again, but I do think, yeah, if there was one thing I would say to anybody interested in looking at exploring the present moment is to read the book, some... Eckhart Tolle is the power of now or something to do with living in the present moment. Some of these books get, I think people use the word spirituality too generally, and that can put a lot of people off. Yeah. And I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I remember the first time I bought my first self-help book and I was in Borders in the Jam Factory and I oh, was yeah. standing in the biography section next to the self-help section and kind of trying to not be caught looking in the self-help section. Yeah, it's like a bit embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, but nowadays it's like, nowadays it's like, right, what's next? I was going to say, nowadays you're holding up a sign going, yep, okay, where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's, you know, honestly, that's how it should be. I mean, there's something that I'm I'm doing with all my friends now. I've just, I've just gone bugger it. Unless, unless for any real reason, they particularly don't want it. Um, I will, I will hug all my, all my friends. So like all my guy friends, I I will hug them. Yeah. And Um, you're a great hugger. And that, yeah, well, you are too, my friend. To that. Yeah, <laughs> and and they, you know, they, they try to hold the hand out for the for the shake, but I'm like, I've known you for 15 freaking years. I'm not going to shake your hand. Yeah, we, yeah, we are allowed to have an emotional attachment to mm. each other. It's allowed. It's not a problem. Yeah. That's a great point, actually. Yeah, I've, I've noticed I've started doing that a lot more recently, but I hadn't been thinking about it. Um, but you're right. When people stick their hand out, and it's like, nah, that's too, that's too, too formal. Move aside and yeah, yeah. give us yeah. a hug. Yeah. yeah. Hey, exactly if the footballers right. can do it when they kick goals and stuff like that, and they hug each other. Yeah. I'm not wearing the. T- I'm not going to wear the tight shorts though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you following the footy actually? This, yeah, this, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a massive follower, but our family's uh, demons supporters, so. Um, oh. I, I can't. I can't claim to be a lifelong 
Eden's fan, but I do, but I do like to have a. But when I, when I have a team that I can follow in a, in a game, I do get quite invested and quite anxious, yeah. <laughs> as we as we all do. Yeah. Hey, you're talking to two Collingwood supporters here. Oh. We are anxious. Yeah, you see, we, we, we let we let you win that game so that we gave ourselves a harder path to when we'll beat you in the final. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that we'll that's that's uh, very that. true. You have given yourself a harder path. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do, you, do you follow the real football, European football? Uh, I used to, um, used to a little bit, but again, but um, uh, be my Celtic God, or? well, funnily enough, when people used to, my mum, God rest her soul, um, she used to teach in some of the dodgiest high schools in Glasgow. She was a modern languages teacher, and she saw the problem that was that was caused by people saying, "What team do you support, Celtic or Rangers?" And she said to me, if anybody ever asks you that question, you look at them in the eye and you say, neither actually, Partick Thistle. Because they might <laughs> laugh at you, but they won't smash your head in. <laughs> yes, yes, I've heard of Partick Thistle. I've definitely yeah, heard yeah. that one. I thought yeah. you were going to say, uh, actually, I like lacrosse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not quite. It can, get, it can definitely get a bit uh, willing down there. So. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Oh look, uh, we've got we've got uh, someone online. Um, is there any questions, uh, you, uh, our listeners, uh, viewers? Would you like to ask uh, Mark any questions at all uh, before Mark goes? He's um, been very uh, uh, very generous with his time. Um, if so, we may say thank you very much to Mark. If not, thank you, Wendy. Have you, have you, Thanks, Wendy. Yeah. Oh, it's been fantastic. Just before we do go, Wenty, did you have anything you wanted to finish off on? No, not really. Well, no, no further questions, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> other than um, yeah, no, it's been awesome as always to have you on on the show and just to highlight um, mental health, especially with men who just don't seem to always talk about it um, amongst yeah. themselves, and we try to brush it off, and 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 just seems to get worse. If you let it let it um, seethe in in you, um, but yeah, it's good to talk about it. Uh, it's, I hope it really makes a difference to people um, when when we talk. Thanks, guys. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, and if I, if I if I can leave, if I can leave, uh, hang on a second. What's the what's one question? Question, here from Vicky. question from Vicky. What's made the biggest difference encouraging me and encouraging me to seek help? Mm. That is a great question, Vicky. Um, for me, it was I got to my wit's end. To be honest, that was probably because at the time, seeking help. So, the, Sorry, the question is, what made the biggest difference in encouraging me to seek help? Yeah. For, for me, unfortunately, it wasn't. Unfortunately for me, it wasn't a positive impetus. It was that I got, I'd reached my wit's end and I thought, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and I would try anything. Um, I, I, have to, um, I should say I was very lucky and I never felt, when I say I couldn't do it anymore, I never got to the point where I felt suicidal, but I got to the point where I thought I just something has to give, mm. and and the stigma no longer got in the way of me seeking help. But I think nowadays, though, I have had, but but I have had people tell me, however, that even just how other people have been encouraged to seek help, I have heard quite a few stories of people that have. You know, um, been wearing the black dog logo, and someone's asked them the question, 
what's that all about? And then it struck up a conversation about how it's okay to say we don't feel okay. And that has encouraged that person to go and seek help. Just mm. hearing from somebody else that it's okay. So that's mm. why I would say if there's one thing I would leave anybody with from this, uh, anybody that's listening is that this Thursday, if you have a reason to ask a particular person, are you okay? And if they say, yeah, I'm good, how are you? Ask them again, no, really, are you okay? And don't be afraid to, mm. about what, what they may or may not say, just listen. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Love it, Mark. Absolutely love it. Really, really appreciate your time. Um, it, Thank you, guys. A... Until no next worries. year. And go, guys. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> go but hopefully, maybe we can get you on um, again before the end of the year. Uh, before. Good idea. That yeah. would be lovely. It'd be good to see you because it's okay. uh, been wonderful and there's always something to talk about. So, yeah, thanks, exactly. guys. Keep, keep up right. the great work and thanks, Vicky, for the questions. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> right, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Okay, mate. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, just, it's just an awesome individual, you know. Just he really, is. really enjoy talking to that man. He is. Um, it's such a nice guy. And yeah, uh, just for anyone guy. listening on the show, he is Mark is someone I did work with. Uh, many years ago, back when I was in Melbourne. So I did get to hear of his story when he um, talked about it at work and introduced us all to mental health in what and his journey. So, yeah, it's, it's was, been It was a long time ago, wasn't it, Wincy? Yeah, like you said, 13 or 15 years ago. So Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. mental health and, and are you okay? And Because I think that, like, Movember now, I think, that also um, has spin-offs with uh, different mental health organisations mm, for right. yeah. donations and things now. So yeah. that's all changed as well. And I think Movember's mm. been around for, oh, gee whiz, that must have been around. For, 10, 10 yeah, well, more, uh, well, more than that, definitely more than that. I was mm. doing it for four or five years before I went to England and I've been back nearly 10 years. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I, what's the I other one in June, the push-up? challenge as well isn't that for me oh yes yes there is a push-up well. jump but yeah, uh, anyway shoulder injury sorry, last sorry. year so i couldn't do it <laughs> no i remember i remember because yeah. i because i did do it uh did i did i do it we, we no, both I didn't did do it, it the year, year before yes, two years ago right. yes and i did it i did not definitely didn't do it this year yeah no no uh, just yeah my hand's not right and um mm. i can't do much about it unfortunately so but anyway and we did forget to mention if any of this has brought any trauma or, or triggered you I've got some numbers down here um lifeline 13 11 14 men's line australia 1300 789 978 kids helpline any kids listening 1800 551 800 beyond blue 1300 224 636 beautifully done wincy we'll be back in a minute with a little bit of trump watch so stick around God, nothing hurts my soul more than getting a bunch of money from paid sponsorship. Cash for comment. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of cash, have you tried the new cash app? <laughs> Send and receive money from anyone instantly with the cash app. Oh, God. Say you want to get $10,000 from Valvoline, just for mentioning the word Valvoline. Just give them your cash app username and they can send it to you immediately. No questions asked. Download the cash app today. Valvoline. <laughs> Hi, it's Ashley Pizzamay here, and you're listening to The New Blurt with Wayne C. and Texter. 11,780 votes to win the election. Tell us, I need 11,000 votes. Losers only, it's Trump Watch. 
It is China. <laughs> it is a bit of Trump. What? What's happening and, on Trump TV this uh, week? <laughs> uh, people that probably don't know and don't follow Trump because they have a life. Um, basically, <laughs> uh, Trump's had another another um, <clears throat> another court case because he's just I, I can't keep up with him. He's got ninety one charges against him now. I just yeah, I just can't can't keep up with him. But anyway, Eugene Carroll. Um, you, you would think so. You would think that. E. Jean Carroll had a defamation case against him earlier this year. I think it was in July. And uh, the judge, uh, I can't remember if jury as well, but definitely the judge, found that she had been defamed uh, when she said that uh, Trump raped her, et cetera, again. So you might want to get that uh, lifeline. Um, uh, some of this must might be a little bit... I'm not going to mention that again, but anyway. So, but he was only done for sexual abuse. I think it was or sexual assault. They weren't able to be, and it's because of the technicalities of that particular charge in America to what it needs to be to be able to stick. Because he's such a genius, as soon as, because he needs to pay her $5 million now because he lost. Right. Now, obviously, obviously he's trying to appeal. He will lose the appeal and um, he will need to just pay her some money. Because he, as I said, he's such a genius. He then went on to public TV very, very soon afterwards, after he lost the case, and of course he doubled down. And we've actually talked, we have actually, we've actually talked about this in, in Trump once before. But um, she said, "Right, I'm going to um, sue you again." So well. it went back to court. They went, "Okay, no problems. We don't need to try this again. We know what he did. We've." already mm. said that we're not going to reverse the um charge we're not changing our minds all we need to do is work out how much more money you're gonna to have to pay e Jean carroll every so, time you come it's gonna double double the double the, fine. So, <laughs> the double double the fun double the funds yeah so just this is out of the article mr trump was ordered to pay four million pounds as part of the new york civil lawsuit sorry that's five million us by the way so it's about right so seven or eight, seven four four billion Australian. <laughs> um, on on Wednesday, twenty five page decision, second defamation case. Judge Kaplan argued the May verdict established that Mr. Trump made statements about the assault uh, with actual malice, which means that they haven't changed their mind, as we just talked about. But the trial is scheduled for fifteenth of January, twenty twenty four. And all the trial is going to be. Oh yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so the last jury said that they found Mr. Trump liable for defamation for calling the magazine writer's accusations a hoax and a lie, which hasn't gone very well for him, as we know, as we've heard him on um, uh, secret recordings, etc., mm. uh, and all the different goings on with his pageants and all the rest of it, with all the information coming out of that is pretty horrible. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's a decision's gone against and they are looking forward to it. Mrs. Carroll, Miss, Miss Carroll said she's looking forward to it. She said uh, the lawyers for Miss Carroll said in a statement, they look forward to the trial and limited to damages. So hmm. pay up Trumpy boy. I've got two um, things to say yeah, about that. One, one yeah, is yeah. does he ever does he ever not speak with malice? Suffering your jobs. And um. <laughs> <laughs> no, he always speaks in, uh, with malice. So, uh, duh. And the other one wouldn't it wouldn't it have been great if the trial started on sixth of January, which was the insurrection date? Oh, 
<laughs> yes, very nice. Very nice. Not, yeah, not, not just just talking about that too. The leader of the the Proud Boys, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's just been charged, uh, just gone for twenty two years jail for um, organising right. and being a conspirator for uh, in the January. Uh, I was going to say January erection, January. Um, <laughs> Insurrection. Really need to get that right. You really need to get that right. But, uh, we um, need a bleeper anyway. for that word. Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so it all, it, from everything I've read and seen, it just looks like it's all crumbling, just coming crumbling down, but it's just hilarious because popularity uh, goes up somehow. I mean, not with the American public, with the Republicans. Uh, I, I don't think he's got a hope in hell of winning, uh, whether he even gets through. On another Trump watch coming up, we will talk about whether he's even going to get a chance to run. So we'll talk about that on another jump because there's that's another court case brewing <laughs> that Ooh. hasn't even come up yet. So we can, <laughs> I'll talk about that. I'll talk about it. But anyway. So what do you reckon? Joke of the week? My brother-in-law was addicted to the hokey pokey. All right, I'll go first. Um, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I know we just had one recently, but what do you call an Aussie in the finals of the World Cup? Lost. So we're talking, I'm talking soccer World Cup. Yeah, lost. No, not lost. The referee. <laughs> <laughs> If you're American, when you go into a bathroom and American, when you come out, what are you in the bathroom? Oh, um, I don't know. European. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I like that one. All right. I thought that was um, pretty good too, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, how do you know when you're a hipster bogan? How do you know when you're a hipster bogan? When your coffee machine costs more than your washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Doctor, bo- Doctor, I was bitten by a wolf. Where? No, just a regular one. Very good. Very good. Not a werewolf, just yes, a regular very one. Very good. Very good. Very nice. Very nice, Vicky. Very nice contribution to the show. What did the fish say when he swam into a wall? Ouch. Very close. Damn. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. The next three I've got, and I'll just go one by one. We'll take turns. But the next one is courtesy of one of my children, Luke. Nice. Excellent. Um, what do you get when you cross a vampire and a teacher? What do you get when you cross a vampire and a teacher? Go on, what do you get? Blood tests. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's getting one of these. <laughs> oh, All right, yeah, your turn. Sorry, got to try harder. Um, what do you... What, <laughs> What do you call a fish with no eyes? Um, blind. A fish. A fish. <laughs> uh, thanks, Vicky. Luke, 
Nice one, Luke, says Vicky. Thank you. <laughs> My next one is also from Luke. What do you call a dinosaur with only one eye? We've got a bit of a theme here. <laughs> yes, we do have a bit of a theme here, don't we? So what, what um, do you call a dinosaur with only one eye? What do you call a dinosaur with only one eye? You call it a, do you think he saw us? <laughs> Very good. Very good. I like this. This is my uh, last one. What do you call a can opener that doesn't work? Can closer? Can't opener. Uh, <laughs> yes, good one. And my Vicky, last one. Vicky actually, Vicky actually had the answer to what do you call uh, a fish with no eyes. No so eyes, she's officially yeah. not allowed to ask any more questions. No, that's okay. right. <laughs> so if you get, so, ah, uh, is that how the rules work? If you get an answer <laughs> right, you can't answer, you can't read out more questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's all, all right. good. It's all good. My, my last joke, courtesy of Luke as well, is yes. which country has the most microbes? Oh, I like the joke. I have no idea what it is, but I do like the premise of the joke. Which country has the most country microbes? Has the most microbes? Germany. Go on. <laughs> That's very good. That is very good. Very nice. Very, very nicely done. Luke's on fire tonight, says Vicky. Yes, that was a good one. That was very good. Awesome. I did like that one. I did like that one. Thank you, uh, everyone, for joining us tonight. Anyone who's listened to us on the pod, really, really appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great time with Mark. Thank you so much, Wendy, for organising Mark for the show. He is no always awesome to have on our programs. And don't forget there'll be a, um, a shirt exchange between the two of you at some point. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I look forward to that. I'm a, I'm a large, by the way. I'm a large. All right, just say okay. no, I'm a large. So all good, all good. Um, as usual, not sure what we're going to have next week, but what we will say is that next week, the Pies are in the prelim final, whoever we're playing. So we will mm. talk a little bit about that and yes. um, our excitement, etc. So uh, much to the chagrin to anyone that listens. Yes, we are. We are. We are indeed. So, as I say, thanks for everyone joining and thanks for everyone listening. And yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll look forward to it. Thank you very much, yeah. Wednesday. As always, thank you, Mark Bassidi. Absolutely magnificent. Thank you. We'll see you again. Thanks, Kegster. Bye thanks, Vicky, for your kind words. We'll end your questions. See you next week. Bye. Hello, my name is Dean Park, and I'm from the Kwandamooka peoples of. Minjiriba, which is also known as North Stradbroke Island, just off the coast of Brisbane. It's great to be here with you today. I know there's been a lot of interest since uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made a really, to some people, a surprising comment during the election night saying that the government was committed to a referendum on a voice to parliament. And I know that there are many people sitting out there in their lounge rooms on that night, not really sure about what he meant. What we're talking about is very simple. It's just three things. Recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the constitution, having an Indigenous voice to parliament, and the need for a referendum to make it all happen. And we wanna be able to do this because this is a conversation that we have to have across the nation. This is a conversation that every single Australian needs to be part of. And so, we don't want to confuse the issue. We're not going to dive down in deep into details. This is not about the politics. This is not about making a particular point. It's simply about having a conversation with you, sharing a bit of information about Indigenous constitutional recognition, about a voice to parliament, 
and about a referendum. And we're hoping that this is something that triggers a conversation more broadly in your families, in your workplaces, in your communities, and something that we really want the whole nation to get behind. What constitutional recognition means is acknowledging the 65,000 years of continuous connection that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples have to this country. It's about Australians embracing First Nations peoples. It's about us being recognised in our constitution, in our rule book. It is a unique status as the first peoples of the Australian nation. And it's about, I guess, having that, that sense of this is where we started as a people and as a nation. And that's really, really important in terms of the relationship that we have between First Australians and everyone else. Yeah, I can't tell you how much that means, you know, to, to our community, to our nation, to myself, to my family, uh, to not have to uh, argue for that basic recognition to be recognised as First Nations, that we belong here and that we have a right to be heard. It took until 2017, the Uluru Statement from the Heart, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to very firmly say what meaningful constitutional recognition looked like to us. It's recognising our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the founding document of our nation. And how do we embrace First Nations peoples as the first peoples of this country, which is unique and different to anywhere else in the whole world? It's unfinished business and it's about time that uh, we recognise that the Aboriginal people were living on this continent, Torres Strait Islanders were inhabiting our homelands, and that recognition in the Constitution is going to go a long way to uh, healing past injustices in the, in the modern history of Australia. I remember when I was um, one of facilitating a Nadoka event for school, um, when I've asked, like, you know, mob at school if they want to do a dance or if they want to sing or do storytelling or something like that. Um, there's that shame factor, like, oh, I'm scared to... To, to voice my culture and to talk about it. And then, but with this, I believe it will make, make them actually feel valued and empower, empowered in their own country as First Nations Australians, yeah. In 1967, the Australian public voted overwhelmingly to allow the Commonwealth Government to make laws about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people before it hadn't had that power. Meaningful real constitutional recognition had to come through a voice. It had to be about this voice to Parliament. There are too many issues in our communities which mean that we can't just have symbolic recognition. There needs to be practical change alongside that. Uh, but then also, you know, what a lot of people talk about, the practical kind of things that come along with that and the power of that symbolism too is that, you know, not only are you recognising us finally, but you actually have to listen to us and talk to us and we, we have a say, we get to sit at the table where the decisions are made, which for too long have been made without us. And, you know, one of the things in my family that we always talk about uh, is all the uh, kind of things that have happened in the Barma Forest and the Wirai Forest and all the um, environmental degradation, but what happened to our families there and um, actually being able to have a seat at the table with people like you know, Victoria and New South Wales parks and wildlife type people with the government on, you know, when they're making the leasing decisions that are impacting our families uh, when it comes to the history of economic development in those areas. I think the important thing in constitutional recognition is that it puts Indigenous people firmly in the founding document of modern Australia. And it's not 
putting us in the constitution in a way that someone else has suggested we should be. It's putting us in the constitution in the way Indigenous people have decided they want to be recognised in the constitution. And that's important because it's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people deciding for themselves what they want, asking the Australian people to support them in that, and then that being enshrined in the document that defines the way the nation works. In a way, our most important document in Australia. The Uluru Statement very clearly said that if we are going to do this, if we are going to formally and finally do constitutional recognition for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, it's got to be through the voice. And just for having our voice in, you know, enshrined in the constitution, it doesn't only have like an impact now, but has impact on the generations to come. And is an important first step in building a shared future for our country. The new blurt is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass production. It's brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.